On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the reserves for the 2023 All-Star Game are out. And locally, James Harden did not make it. Joel Embiid did. James Harden did not. We'll talk about what it means. Who got snubbed? We'll dive it all, dive into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. And welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, bro? What's good? Oh, nothing much, man. All-stars. It's the weekend. And uh, all of that. All is good, except for we got to wait like another week for the Super Bowl. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes sometimes when you <laughs> with that game and that extra week. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76 is free and available wherever you get your podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 as well. Keith, the All-Star Reserves were announced on Thursday night. And I think with mine, just doing them for the show and picking my um, uh, picking my reserves, I went five for seven in the West and five for seven in the East. And a few of them uh, did not have. But uh, just to mainly focus on the part of James Harden, who had the numbers and leading the, the league in assists at 11 points, uh, 11 assists per game, has not qualified because of the amount of games played, less than 40 games uh, on in the games that the Sixers have 50 in the books for them. He is in the 30s. And that is, of course, due to the injury that he missed with the month and a couple of days off that he took for some load management as well. He did not make it. Tyrese Halliburton made it as a guard. And uh, you, you look at some of the things, DeMar DeRozan, who has an under 500 record with the Chicago Bulls, made it as, as a wing or whatever. What is it? Two, two, uh, two guards, two backcourt players, three frontcourt players, and two wild cards, right? Is that how it goes, Keith? Yeah, I mean, but nowadays, the way all these dudes be switching positions, like, yeah, <laughs> listed exactly. one way and the other one, it's just, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, DeMar's a forward, yeah. Yeah, so he's a he's a front court player, DeMar DeRozan, but Tyrese Halliburton, he is a guard, and the two other guards that they put in there as well. So, uh, Keith, your first impression, I, I thought that the numbers that James Harden had this season would qualify him to make it, but the – lack of games played would hurt him and in this case for Tyrese Halliburton he played 40 of the 52 games that the Indiana Pacers uh played this season yeah I agree 100 I believe what James Harden missed 16 games this season uh Tyrese Halliburton missed 12. um the, the thing is and you're going to have certain people who are going to say and I, and I get it a lot of people in Philly are saying you know that he was disrespected James even uh acknowledged that said that on his Instagram um that it was it was disrespectful but um the thing is I, I feel like if James Harden would have played on New Year's Eve if he would have played against the Sacramento Kings 
those two games, he he would have he would have been an all-star. And the reason being is like you said, right now we look at it, y'all, and James Harden has played in 68% of the Sixers games. James Harden is averaging uh, unofficial NBA best 11 assists per game. Tyrese Halliburton is averaging unofficial 10.2 assists per game. So the reason why I'm saying unofficial is because you have to play in at least 70% of your team's games for your statistics to count. And as much as good as James Harden is playing, he is not amongst one of the league leaders in, in, in those statistical categories. So that's why he probably didn't make it. And then also it's kind of like, you know, you look at a guy like Halliburton, you look at a guy like Drew Holiday, guys who've been on the floor a whole lot longer. And I think that what happened is assistant coaches or, or head coaches, whoever selected, they they paid all that stuff into account and said, yes, James is having a phenomenal season, but how can we overlook what these other guys are doing who have made themselves available for games? Not the 14 games that he missed with the major injury, but I think those two games, missing those games, kind of hindered him and 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 being an all-star, man, I really do. Well, yeah, he wasn't happy. Joel and B tweeted, NBA, you have some explaining to do on that one. And one would think that he's talking about his teammate not being there uh, with him, headed to Salt Lake City. Here are the East Reserves, Embiid, Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat, Julius Randle of the New York Knicks, DeMar DeRozan, as we mentioned, of the Chicago Bulls, Drew Holiday of the Bucks, and Tyrese Halliburton from the Indiana Pacers. So honestly, with any of those, uh, the two that I got wrong on here with Julius Randle and Drew Holiday, I had Jalen Brunson and Pascal Siakam as the two choices that I had, uh, or the other five I had correct. Uh, but James Harden, I never put him on just because of the games missed and the fact that if Brunson were to make it over him, games played. If Tyrese Halliburton, same thing, games played when it comes to the criteria. You may not like it as a fan of your team and as a specific player, but those are the rules. So when we break it down to make our choices even though that they are you know they're they're just our choices just guessing how the coaches would vote uh not surprised really that james harden didn't make it i wouldn't have been surprised if he made it either but i'm not surprised that he didn't make it if that is in fact as you just talked about the criteria of getting in so uh that's something they're gonna, and you know what keith at the end of the day man it's kind of like when we talk about the mvp for joel Embiid, as good as he is and he doesn't win it you know what go out there and ball out and uh, when you talk about the disrespect, go out there and show them why you feel like you, they're being, you know, you're being disrespected and, and go with that. We'll talk about the West on the other side as well. Get Keith's thoughts on some of the players that he thought may have gotten in. We'll talk about the West and the ones that may have gotten in or the ones that shouldn't have gotten in because one is on the similar um, trajectory as James Harden in terms of how many games he has played, but he made the all-star team. We'll dive into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And as we get into that, I'll tell you first, if we wanted to put together something, Keith and I put it together something to come up with a, a system of selecting all-stars, we would do that as a small business. It would just be he and I and trying to look for some people to work underneath us to have our own business of picking all-stars. Well, as a small business owner or hire, hiring manager like we are, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire 
qualify candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect, connect with them fast and for free. It makes LinkedIn Jobs make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. In our case, with our small business, all you have to do is watch the NBA. And if you watch the NBA and you understand professional basketball and we need you to help us pick our seven reserves, you're hired. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And that's where we went. We went to LinkedIn jobs to find these qualified candidates, these people to help us. So if you want to be like us and you have your small business, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. Thank you for making Locked on 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, the Western Conference All-Stars goes as such. Ja Morant, Domata Sabonis uh, getting getting the call there. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, Lowry Marketing. Here were the two that I questioned. Paul George, because of the same thing with James Harden, and Jaron Jackson Jr. I was a little surprised that Jaron Jackson Jr. I understand Memphis is the number two seed in the West, but he also has a decent amount of games missed. And I was pretty surprised, as good as he is a defensive player and overall is a two-way guy, but more known for his defensive play. I honestly thought that my two that I missed on when it comes to those two players getting in, De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Edwards were my other two choices to make the Western Conference All-Stars. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I was a little shocked by that one, too. I mean, that one, I mean, more so than Paul George. And and the reason being is because when we look at, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., we're talking about, you know, he's sitting there, he's playing with a, a, a star, a guy who can arguably start in John Morant in the All-Star game. And, I mean, I get it, but, you know, we look at his stats. I mean, he is averaging 3.3 blocks this season. You know, that's nothing to sneeze at. But, you know, 6.5 uh, points. You know, uh, six points, I mean, 16.5 points, 6.7, uh, you know, rebounds. I mean, quality numbers, good numbers. But, you know, he only played in 35 games this year. All starts, but he played in 35 games. Um, you know, I, I looked at, um, you know, I mean, I'm looking at Sacramento Kings. And right now I get it. You know, they are the number three team. I get all that. But the emergence and the things that they're doing is like it's Fox and Sabonis. Like Fox is the head of the snake, and then it's Sabonis. And the fact that he didn't get it, you know, that was a little surprising. And, you know, you look at uh, Jaron Jackson, and, you know, he's a, a good player, a good player. But I was just a little shocked that he he got in, to be honest with you. Yep, yep, um, right there with you. As I mentioned, I thought that Anthony Edwards, who played in uh, the teams, I believe they had 50 
52 or 53 games he's played in about 49 50 games for the team putting up big numbers no carl anthony towns and he's still out there in the mix and doing what he's doing anthony edwards and i thought he was deserving of his first all-star birth and uh not to say that jaron jackson isn't good enough because i understand when you look at a player like uh, andre karolinko in the past who's made it because of his defensive play with the the points that he's put up as well the overall game I just felt that, yes, they are the number two seed, but with someone like Anthony Edwards, his impact is felt there as well. And um, But look, as you said, you can't ignore the defensive numbers, uh, leading the league in blocks with what he's able, been able to do defensively. That's that's not nothing. Uh, that is that is a, a, a really good uh, skill set to have in this league, of course, and you are rewarded for that. So, But I, I just thought that based on the other stuff with scoring for Anthony Edwards, the fact that the number three seed Sacramento Kings, where we thought they would be better, but we didn't know that they would be in the number three spot in the West uh, after 50 plus games heading towards the All-Star break. And Fox has a lot to do with that, along with Domatis Sabonis. So surprise there for me uh, as well. Now, the case of Paul George and Jaron Jackson, Keith, though, as you talked about, that's where you lean the James Harden side. And going back to the Philadelphia point where the, the little games that they've played but they make the all-star team. Yeah, and I, let me just say this, to, just to follow up for what you said about, um, so the people don't know, like you look at Anthony Edwards and you think of Carl Anthony Towns, you think of centers, but these are all career highs for Anthony Edwards. Point score, 24.9 points, right? Uh, uh, rebounds, uh, 6.1. Assists, 4.6. Steals, 1.7, right? Um, blocks 0.6, even down to three point percentage. Now, these are all career highs now 37.1%. So, when you look at that, and you know, he's been quietly having a phenomenal season, he just so happens to be in the Minnesota market. So, yes, he deserved to be an all star. And, and I just wanted to uh help point yeah. that out for you, um, uh, for the but you know what I mean? But these other guys, it's kind of like, yeah, you said you go into the James Harden thing. So it's kind of like now, again, we got Western Conference coaches and Eastern Conference coaches. So, you know what I mean? It's like different things, but it just seems like it's a little different. Like that's what certain people who are fans of Harden are going to say, well, how come Harden didn't make it? And they did, you know what I mean? So that's up to the coaches to decide. But I know my reasoning why I felt he didn't make it, but you know, you got Paul George who um, basically, uh, you know, missed a lot of games as well, but who knows, who who knows how, how much if Ty Lue fought extremely hard for him to get on there to make it. Cause you look at Paul George right now and he's a, I think Paul George, it comes down to one of those things where he's been there before well, who else are we going to get? Now, he is averaging 23.1 points, yeah. right? He's, he's having a good season, but he's only played in 38 games. He's only played in 30. Now, again, this is last year he only played in 31, so people may look at it like he's back, he's doing this, he's doing that, but he's only played in 38%. I mean, all 38 of their games this season. Yeah. And the other part, I wanted to jump back on the Minnesota small market thing. It is a small market, but Towns has made the all-star team multiple times as that small market player. So it's not like they're 
eyes aren't on that small market and Towns is out and it has been out for a while and 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 Edwards has been able to keep you know their head above water as far as the playoff positioning goes out there in the Western Conference so those are the only ones um that were a little questionable for me everyone else I was perfectly fine with and they're all deserving which is why they made it but in terms of just talking about as we all discuss it and then you read on social media and people around the league or people who cover the league. Well, if, if people complain, well, who are you going to take off? Well, I think we just made a case. If, if you were taking people off, this yeah. is why. So, you know, and while they're not here to defend themselves, this is why. And that's, that's that. So, and the other one, and we don't have to get into it too much is uh, the Anthony Edwards part. He's probably going to be a multi-time all-star going forward in his career because of, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be this good. You also wonder if the stuff with him in the offseason, this is, you know, send a message right now. Got it done. We'll see you next time around, you know, after uh, everything that happened this offseason with his remarks in the offseason. So, all right, final segment. On the other side, as Keith and I dive into the Sixers, oh, we talked all this all-star stuff. The Sixers play the San Antonio Spurs tonight. No all-stars for the Spurs. They are uh, in rebuild mode. The Sixers start a three-game road trip beginning with the Spurs tonight. We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. You, They have so many great features that making betting on sports is fun and easy. Download the FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel's let you bet on anything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Given. Sixers, Spurs tonight, 8 o'clock in San Antonio. Spurs at 14 and 38. They last played on Wednesday, Keith hosting the Sacramento Kings. The Kings defeated them 119-109 on Wednesday night. So the Spurs, as we know, rebuilding team that they are, uh, they're just, you know, they're a much different team than what we saw earlier in the year when they actually beat the Philadelphia 76ers and uh, had us going back and forth <laughs> in terms of uh, how things uh, look for the Sixers at this moment. But uh, when we look at this one, Keith, uh, you know, it's not much to it because the Spurs are the Spurs, but we're starting off a three-game trip and with this, uh, you just need to take care of your business against another bad team uh, in the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, you hope that's what the 76ers are going to do, right? I mean, you know, this is a game, you know, it, like realistically, you say to yourself, this is a game that if I'm the Spurs, I'm a little upset and disappointed that the all-star selections came out yesterday. 
you know, just and the reason why I'm saying is because you think that James Harden will probably triple double those games. We're like, look, you guys didn't pick me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make the Spurs pay. So, um, but but for the Sixers, you hope he's gonna make them pay by distributing the rock and and getting the triple double as opposed to jacking up a bunch of shots, right? But um, uh, but yeah, like th- this should be the game. I'm looking at this game. For the 76ers, to me, it's one of those games where you go in there, you handle your business, you you get a sizable lead, you make sure you secure that lead so you can rest players up because you're going to have a nice two-game stretch with the New York Knicks at the Garden and then um, on on what is it uh, Sunday, yeah. and then and then on Wednesday you go to uh, you go to the ball TD bar. TD Garden. First one's Madison. Then you go to TD Garden on Wednesday and play the Celtics. Like to me, you just got to handle business and and let James Harden get out some frustration. Yeah. And then when they come home on Friday, a week from today, they host the Knicks uh, at in Philadelphia. So they got a nice three game stretch there. Two with the Knicks and one with the Celtics and two of those on the road, as Key talked about. So, yeah, go in there, handle your business tonight. Um, they, they are a tough team where they will fight you, similar to what we saw with the Orlando Magic in these last two games. So if there's any indication of how this one could go, it, it's that as the example. And they need to make sure that they are on top of their game against this, this uh, San Antonio Spurs team. So we'll see if they are ready to go. Uh, simple keys to the game, as you just talked about. Get up, on, get jump on them, stay on them, and uh, get out of the, uh, the fourth quarter pretty early with your starters. I think that's pretty self-explanatory when it comes to this team. We know the Spurs only have 13, 14 wins, and uh, they're not very good. Sixers lost to them 114-105 in week, game three uh, of the season. That was at home early in the year. So a little revenge here for the 14-38 uh, and 38 San Antonio Spurs. Well, that'll do it for us. Um, we'll be back because the Sixers do play the Knicks, Keith. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Just uh, kind of jump ahead Sunday. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson is one of those guys that you look at and I look at him and you say to yourself, like, okay, he's all right. I mean, you say that. Like, you look at him. He's not flashy. But I like his leadership quality. And and um, I like the way he plays. Um, um, again, not a flashy guy, but he's a winner. And so that, that's a guy I like to see. You know, I also want to see how Tobias is going to go up against Julius Randle. You know, is you know, Tobias wasn't going to be an all-star this year, but I remember you remember two years ago, uh, Tobias arguably had a better season than Randall, and Randall got the got the nod. So, you know, that's his to me. That's more of his barometer type thing. Actually, that year I thought he should have made it over Ben. That year, not saying oh, Ben, was, not saying Ben wasn't worthy of it, but I just thought that's how that's how good I thought Tobias Harris was playing at that time, right around you know, the early part of the year before the all-star votes and all. So, um, but yeah, that one's going to be a tough one. And uh, I think they're, what are they, one and one on, on their splits so far this season, uh, the Knicks and the Sixers? I would have yeah, to look. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. New York beat Philadelphia here and Philadelphia beat New York in New York. So, yeah, man, uh, to this tonight against the Spurs, take care of business. Sunday's going to be a much better, bigger challenge and the, the Knicks are still – fighting to make sure that they are in the top six in the Eastern Conference standing. So 
you go out there to your point and, and do your thing against that group because they are tough. And Julius Randle, Julius Randle averaging a double-double on the year, as you talked about that, by the way. All right, that'll do it for us on this Friday. We appreciate everybody all week long. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. For our next episode, we'll break down what took place on Sunday against the New York Knicks and dive into a few more things as the trade deadline is next Thursday, six days away. So we'll see if there's more intel uh, from Keith Pompey. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us? Like my man D said, wherever you can get your podcast, you can get this podcast. You know, but when you do, when you uh, click on to the, our YouTube channel, make sure you get that click on the Liberty Bell so you get updated. Then on Monday, you have to listen to the Divine Giving Show. Oh, that's tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already ahead. Tonight, listen to my man D from 6 to 9.45 p.m. Why are they jipping me? 7.45, leading into the Sixers. Sorry. 745. Oh, 7.45. I'm about to say, why are they jipping you like this and that? So yeah. you're, you're going you're gonna to be going at an hour and 45 minutes. Hour 45 before the Sixers doing pregame. Then I'll do postgame for, you know, about 25, 30 minutes. And okay. That's All right. So, yeah, check my man out on that. Do that. Definitely do that. And then you can also follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read the Sixers coverage and inquire.com. All right, man. Appreciate it. Keith, have a great weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for your support all week. As always, we'll talk to you on Monday. Deuces. See you. Mm-hmm.